0: So we pull over to the side, and then this other car rolls around the front. But instead of keeping on going, they turn around. And they face us. All of a sudden, the next thing, the worst thing happens. Out from the back seat of that car, that white car, comes a, a hand holding the gun. And before we can even do anything, the gunshots went off. Bam, bam, bam.
1: Tony Gomez was in college on a wrestling scholarship when he was caught in the middle of a dispute that had nothing to do with him. In an instant, his wrestling dreams were gone, and so was his
0: young cousin. My dad came in and told me that my cousin was dead, that they had murdered him. Why, God, do people have to die? A daughter or a son, sudden and so young, long before their time.
1: Tony Gomez is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Phil Fleischman.
2: I'm Jim Kirkland. Tony is going to describe the nightmare he lived through as well as the dream job he has today. It is a job that allows him to share his love for Jesus Christ and his passion for wrestling. You're also going to hear from Billy Graham. He's going to talk about a different kind of wrestling.
3: There are three things here that we're wrestling with in our world that David the great king of Israel, points out with the three
2: problems of his time, and it hasn't changed. The answer to whatever problem you're wrestling with is this, Jesus Christ, that plain and simple. Jesus Christ and your relationship with him. We can tell you more of this at findpeacewithgod.net. That's
1: findpeacewithgod.net. And we want to remind you real quickly that you can get in touch with us by sending an email to gps at billygram.org. We love getting email from you. You can tell us about an episode that moved you, the kind of stories you'd like to hear on future episodes. Or get this, Randy emailed us to let us know he listens to GPS on his lunch break. We appreciate that, Randy. Again, you can email us at this address, gps at billygram.org.
0: GPS.
1: God people
0: stories. Hello, how are you doing? My name is Tony Gomez, originally from San Jose, California.
2: Tony grew up in the 1980s in a family that loved sports.
0: My dad got us involved in sports really early and a little bit of karate with him and then flag football and, and wrestling.
2: Tony's mother instilled a sense of faith into her son. He remembers her reading the Bible and teaching him the Lord's Prayer. They went to church off and on as a family, but his parents sometimes struggled with the application of God's word to their lives.
0: We were still learning about who God was, and my mom and dad were still trying to figure that part of of their life out.
1: Around the time Tony started middle school, his family began going to church consistently. Tony accepted Christ when he was a high school freshman.
0: My freshman year in high school, uh, we started going out to this church called the Cry, Cry Out Christian Fellowship, and the pastors they had been involved in wrestling so right away they got my attention you know so i was like all right cool and, and i heard the gospel really for the first time and and um and i remember they did the altar call and i went up there and up forward and accepted the lord and you know not knowing every single thing in the bible obviously but i just knew that i at that point the, the lord really got a hold of my heart and and um you know i wish i could say like from that point it was all good but again i was just learning and And again, for my family, you know, we're kind of like first-generation Christians, so we're trying to figure it out as well.
1: That year, Tony made the varsity wrestling team as a freshman, but there was a setback right away. His grades weren't what they needed to be. His coach had to bench him.
0: I spent the first part of that semester just watching my teammates wrestle, and and I think that was kind of the first real challenge that that I had to go deep within my own life. And, um, you know, you had feelings that you want to quit,
2: but that trial gave Tony a chance to put his new faith into practice.
0: For me, just really coming in relationship with the Lord, it, it caused me to really seek Him and to pray and you know, ask for strength in you know, the best way I could.
2: Tony's parents, coaches, and tutors rallied around him, and God answered his prayers.
0: The last part of the semester, I got my grades back up, and I wrestled one dual meet, won that against a senior. And Went to our, our league championship, won that against another senior, and then went to our, our section finals and ended up uh, beating a senior as well and made it to the state tournament my freshman year.
1: His wrestling accomplishments piled up throughout high school, and Tony won the national championship in 1996. Next, it was off to college. Tony got a wrestling scholarship from a school in Idaho.
0: And so, you know, I began kind of my college career there, and um, I think a lot of what happens to a lot of freshmen you kind of caught up on just that whole college lifestyle and um, just started making some poor decisions and and kind of coming off of that I just you know I realized like man what am I doing you know kind of wasting this opportunity and so throughout the summer just kind of got a lot of that stuff dialed in and came back from my sophomore year and um, you know I was really focused kind of just stopped doing some of the, the drinking and partying stuff that I was doing and just try to try to get it in and you know, started getting at the front of the pack. All my bridges to burn, through it all I have learned, I have to be strong, I just have to be strong. Whoa.
1: It was Tony's plan to spend two years working hard in Idaho and then transfer to a Division I college. Those plans were shattered in the fall of 1997, though, when Tony came home to San Jose to visit his family.
0: I had a cousin named Manuel. Uh, Man, he's one of of my favorite cousins, man. We used to call him Big Head because he had a big old head.
2: Manuel offered to pick up Tony and his little brother, Jason, along with a few other friends that Tony hadn't met before. Tony knew his partying days were past. They were over. And he was planning on a low-key night at his cousin's house.
0: So about 9 o'clock, Manuel rolled up in, um, to our house in his mom's Astrovan that he had borrowed.
2: Tony sat up front in the passenger seat with his brother, Jason, and one of Manuel's friends in the back. They were on their way to pick up one other guy when something caught Tony's attention. Have you ever had that feeling, Phil, when you can't put your finger on it,
1: but you just know something's not quite right? Oh, yeah, I have. And it's hard to explain, but you sense there's trouble. And that is what happened with Tony. When the Astro van drove past a white car with a group of guys sitting on it, Tony got that feeling. And at this point, we want to warn you that the next part of the story is violent and disturbing, and it might be difficult to listen to.
0: There was this white car sitting outside this club, and there was about five guys that were sitting on the back of the, the car, and as we drove by, these guys kind of stood up off of the van, and they started looking at the van, um, you could see their faces start to change, almost like with hatred in their eyes, and and as we drove by, I told my cousin, man, hey, what's up with those guys? And he's like, oh, man, don't worry about it, Tony, just some guys I got problems with. So I was like, all right, you know, so we kept on driving, and we pick up this, this other guy, one of our friends, really cool guy, and... He jumps in the, um, the seat next to my brother, and we're about to get to the freeway. And I noticed that that car, that white car that those guys were sitting on, they were right behind us now. I mean, almost to the point to make us wreck. So I told my cousin, Manuel, hey, pull over. These guys are going to make us wreck. So we pull over to the side, and then this other car rolls around the front. But instead of keeping on going, they turn around and they face us. And i ah, oh, man.
1: One of Manuel's friends opened the sliding door and asked the guys in the white car what they wanted. Tony unbuckled his seatbelt. He thought he might need to jump into action if a fight broke out. But there was no fight.
0: All of a sudden, the next thing, the worst thing happens. Out from the back seat of that car, that white car, comes a, a hand holding a gun. And before we can even do anything, the gunshots went off. Bam, bam, bam. And they shot the, the the gun at the van. I mean, there's now blood everywhere inside the van. And I'm looking. I'm trying to touch my body, see if I got shot, and, and I look over to the side, and the bullet had shot my cousin Manuel in his cheek, and it came out the back of his head, so he's completely just out, not moving, but his foot stuck on the gas pedal, and the van takes off, we're going to hit a gas station, and I, I grab the wheel, and we're, I mean we pull us out of that gas station, and we go back into this parking lot, we're going left and right, left and right, I'm just trying to miss people, I'm trying to miss cars, and we get up to about 60 miles an hour, we cross this, this street, and we hit a brick building, boom! Life and death met face to face Love meant love to rescue me
3: Now I'm stuck somewhere in between Now this is the breaking point for me
0: It's like if someone took a metal bat and just hit me as hard as they could and I remember my back snapping and I could just, I could barely breathe and I'm just like oh, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. And I just crying out to the Lord. And my little brother kind of stumbles out the van and he's telling me, Tony, you okay, you okay? And I tell him, it's my back, my back. And I'm just trying to hold it. And he runs around to the other side where my cousin Manuel's at. And he's like trying to wake him up. And I could just hear him, wake up, Manuel. Wake up, wake up, wake up.
2: Manuel never woke up. Each of the other guys survived the shooting and the crash, but Tony's body was battered. Broken sternum, broken back, and an overwhelming sense of grief because of the loss of his cousin.
1: But even in the midst of that grief, God gave Tony and his family hope. Tony learned after the crash that Manuel had just accepted Christ as his Savior two weeks before he was killed. Wow. So Tony had
2: hope that he would see his cousin again in heaven but first he had a long and sometimes excruciating journey ahead he spent the next 8 months in bed the doctors told him his wrestling career forget about it it was over
0: you know you get depressed you just kind of lose the drive for life you know it's you kind of like become half of the man that that you felt you were before
2: It took a lot of prayer and a lot of trust in God and a lot of love from his mom and dad who nursed him back to health. But Tony made it through that first brutal year of recovery. And when he was finally able to leave home, a former high school classmate invited him to a church service where people laid their hands on him and prayed for him. That night was a turning point.
0: I remember going home that night, and it was like if God— had just done something in my heart and my mind. I, I think about Romans chapter 12 about being renewed by the transforming of your mind. And I felt like that's what God did for me that night. Like he trans- totally transformed my mind. And, and my back didn't feel different, but my, my heart and my mind. It was like if God had like breathed hope into my life.
3: Your love is like a fire, consuming my desires. So my heart cries out for just one
0: thing. Your life inside me
1: That new hope pushed Tony to go all in with his recovery and physical therapy. And this is amazing. He even decided to pursue wrestling one more time.
0: Sure enough, uh, three years later, uh, I not only wrestled again, but I won my very first tournament back. And, um, you know, I knew that God let me wrestle one more time to show me that he had the power to heal me.
1: We mentioned that Tony's cousin, Manuel, had accepted Christ shortly before he died. It was through Manuel's church that Tony discovered the next step for his life. And surprisingly, it wasn't more wrestling. It was Bible school. Yeah the
2: pastors at his cousin's church really went out of their way to care for the whole family after Manuel's death. One of those pastors got to know Tony and invited him to attend the Latin American Bible Institute in Southern California. Tony surprised his family and even
0: himself
2: when he decided, yep, I'm going to do it.
0: I ended up staying three years at that little Bible school and God was just healing me and working things out and giving me a new identity. And and even my last two uh, semesters of Bible school, I got straight A's, and, you know, and I knew that was God. I, I wasn't dumb or just, I just, you know, wasn't disciplined out doing homework. So, but I finally found something that I loved.
2: Personal connections with God's people have been a big part of Tony's journey. It was a Bible school connection that led him to move to Santa Ana, California, and then a
1: church connection that led him to the local high school wrestling coach. Yeah, and this is cool. Because the coach recognized Tony from his wrestling days before the accident, he immediately asked Tony if he wanted to help coach the team.
0: And guess what he was doing, man? Right after wrestling practice, he was doing this, this club with all the wrestlers, and it was called FCA, or Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I was like, what? Like wrestling in Jesus? Like... You know, you can do these things together. And, you know, now the whole time in Bible school, I'm trying to figure out what God's going to do with me. I can't sing, I can't preach, I can't dance, whatever. But I have these 15 years of sports ministry. And, you know, and I look back to that time and I'm reminded that, you know what? God doesn't waste. He doesn't waste anything.
2: I'm not afraid of who I used to be. Because I can see who you are making me. Heart gives way to light. Death gives way to life. I'm not afraid of who I used to be.
1: God is using Tony Gomez's faith, his talents and his skills to share Jesus with young athletes and to change their lives for good. God can use you too. It starts with turning your plans and your life over to Jesus Christ. You can learn how to do that at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. In just a minute, we'll learn how
2: wrestling and mixed martial arts are being used together to bring people to Christ.
1: You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association.
3: There are three things here that we're wrestling with in our world that David, the great king of Israel points out with the three problems of his time, and it hasn't changed. Billy Graham. The Bible teaches that we have a soul or a spirit, and it's been cut off from God. And if we're cut off from God, we never find peace and happiness and fulfillment. The scripture says, he restoreth my soul. And then the second thing he says here that we're wrestling with today, he said, I shall not want. There's not a person here that doesn't have personal problems. Now David, king of Israel, he said, God is the answer that I found. Then he had turned to God. And he said, I found a resource that takes me through the pressures of life. And then the last thing that we wrestle with today is death. The scripture says it is appointed unto man once to die and after that the judgment. But if Christ is there, you can walk through that door
2: without fear, and you can know for sure that you're going to heaven. To learn more about being sure you are going to heaven, visit us at findpeacewithgod.net. That's
1: findpeacewithgod.net. Our guest on this episode of GPS has been Tony Gomez. He found his calling in life when he joined the staff of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And he loves his job. Since Tony first started with FCA about
2: 10 years ago, their reach and impact in Southern California have grown tremendously.
0: We have now about eight schools um, and we have uh, two community huddles. We do a wrestling club for the neighborhood and we do an MMA club for the kids in the neighborhood. It's all free for them. And, And so, yeah, so my basically job title is known as an area rep. I oversee a certain area of Orange County and it's been a huge blessing. You know, as I, I look at all that and I get a chance just to pour into coaches and athletes. So just to see what God is is doing with that and seeing how he's bringing some of those guys after 10 years of ministry, just seeing some of those guys come back and, and get involved back in the city of Santa Ana has been really neat.
1: It is really encouraging to hear how God's been using Tony, isn't it? And we are thankful that he took the time to share his story on this episode of GPS. A few other people we are thankful for are our writer of this episode, Christy Etheridge, our producer, Josh Batson, the artists who contributed some of their songs. That's Austin French, Micah Tyler, and Sanctus Rial. And last but certainly not least, you. We're thankful to you for listening. I'm Phil Fleischman. Indeed. Thanks very much. I'm Jim Kirkland. Remember, you can get in touch with us through
2: email. Our address is gps at billygram.org. That's gps at billygram.org. GPS stands for God, People, Stories. And it's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news.